This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Rabbit Hole Distillery and their one-of-a-kind Kentucky bourbon and rye whiskeys. I love this sauce. You know I've been talking about it for a while. Um, behind all this is their founder, Kaveh Zamanian. This dude left a 20-plus year successful career as a psychologist. He went down the rabbit hole himself to craft the finest spirits, and boy, oh boy, did he. Each one of these bourbons is truly unique and original, all distinct, one-of-a-kind recipes, specially malted grains. Um, they're small batch, which I think is the best part about them. And a lot of distilleries make this claim, but they ain't doing it. They say they're going to do it, but they don't do it. Uh, under 15 barrels, all right? That's pretty impressive. That's extreme small batch, ensuring quality in every single drop, all right? A lot of people say toasted. They ain't toasted or charred. Rabbit hole always is. I do love this sauce. The high gold is like one of my favorites. I keep going back to the high gold. It's their high ride double malt bourbon. This stuff is so, so good. It's comforting. It's smooth. I love the look of this bottle. It's easily grabbable depending on how big your mitts are. Um, but they have four different expressions. The Boxer uh, Boxer Grail Sour Mash Rye, that Cave Hill, that four grain triple malt, the OG. And of course, one of the most special that they always promote because I think it is good sauce. It's the Sherry Finish Bourbon, the Derringer PX Sherry Finish Bourbon in those casts, those Pedro Jimenez casts. So you got to do yourself a favor and drink up some of this stuff. It's easy to find, easy to get. They're sold everywhere. And uh, it's supporting one of the little guys. There's big, big powerhouses in whiskey. I really love these guys because Rabbit Hole does it their own way. It's their own vibe, and it is delicious. Go pick some up. Four different flavors to choose from, baby. Go to rabbitholedistillery.com, rabbitholedistillery.com, slash buy now. Use that promo code rabbit for $5 off your first order. Rabbitholedistillery.com, slash buy now. Rabbit for 5 bucks off your first order. Drink responsibly. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today. Like my man Steve Harvey done say, it's Adam Ray. And that rhymed. I did it again. And that one rhymed. I uh, love this dude. He has a special uh, live from Portland on YouTube. Go check it out. It'll be in the description down below. Also, Jeremy's House. Very funny. A character he plays uh, featuring uh, Pete Holmes, Steve-O, Eliza, and Jessamay Peluso. Live from the Comedy Store. Both available on the YouTubes. Go check it out. Also, hey, 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 hey. Me and Bob are finishing up our tour for 2023. I'm so excited. We got a couple of dates up. Washington, D.C. Where are you at? Come out and see us. Then we go to Denver, uh, Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, uh, and Minneapolis. Uh, love you guys. Uh, can't wait to see you for our final dates of 2023. Go to badfriendspod.com. Badfriendspod.com. Enough rambling. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on Earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean, once again, today, it's Adam Ray. Pretty good, good. Good diction. Adam Ray, one of my oldest friends in comedy, who I've known for a very, very, very long time. Yep. I've seen him go through many transitions, both physically and in a living situation. Yep. We used to live around the corner from one another. He used to be a girl. Now, <laughs> yeah. He's, Still might be. He's transitioning everything in his life. And at this very moment, um, beyond the fact that I love you and I want you here and the shoes are looking good because there's nothing better than a pair of Jordan 1s, yeah. you got a special out. Yep. 
putting out a stand-up comedy special. Yep. I want to get that out of the way because I want people to know up top to go watch that, and then you can enjoy the rest of the pod Great. with us. Go watch that. Adam Ray live from Portland. And once you finish that, watch uh, my Dr. Phil interviews Bill Burr on the YouTube channel. Go watch all that stuff. And then uh, as this drops, uh, go ahead and put in the queue the next special that I just shot in Madison, Wisconsin that should be out uh, hopefully by Thanksgiving. Madison at Comedy on State? Yeah. Where'd you shoot it in Portland? A place called The Get Down. Almost Ooh. feels like... It's a newer, it's like a rock venue. Some of these rock venues are, I think, uh, you know, significant uh, comedy spaces. Yeah. But well, yeah. I mean, I know there's guys that only tour rock venues. They love them. Yeah. I talked to Kyle Kinane for a while about that. He, he Yeah, was, big rock venue Some guy. Sometimes the rock venues are better than the other, than the traditional stand-up theater, whatever you want to call it, like a performance theater venue, because, uh, I don't know, maybe it's the culture surrounding the place. Like, I, uh, St. Andrew's Hall in Detroit is one of my favorite venues. You mm. ever played that? No. It's a little tiny theater. It's really beautiful. Bring up St. Andrews Hall so you can see it. It's awesome, and it's a traditional rock club. In fact, right. St. Andrews, Eminem, one of the first places that a lot of people I know said they saw Eminem. Look at the outside of that thing. But it's a traditional— And a lot of people say they haven't seen uh, Bare Naked Ladies there, but there's something about— Did they play there? PNLs. You went up with the Canadian twang. Did they play over there, the Bare Naked Ladies? Harlan Williams is cousins with one of the uh, Bare Naked Ladies. I think the lead singer. Is he really? Yeah, he, but he's cousins with everybody. By the way, could you get that name through today? Bare naked ladies, huh? Little no way. You think that's a non PC? Really? I mean. Well, it's disrespectful, Adam. Oh, bare naked. Wow, I didn't even think about it like that. Bare naked ladies, and look at that guy. Not a lady in the group. Look at that. Just man, these guys could all have been models. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd they even get into rock music? Canadian, beautiful boys. Yeah. Can Canada's got a a different. There's a different bone structure. Let me tell you something about Canada. Yeah. Alberta, Canada. Shout out to Alberta, Canada. Shout out. The most, and I mean this, dude. The most beautiful women I think I've ever seen in my life. No I'm way. dead serious. Riddled in yeah. Canada, specifically in Alberta. Something in the the ugliest men I've ever seen. <laughs> the, you don't get both. Dude, the ugliest men I've ever seen in Alberta, <laughs> oh, Canada. Why? What are they the working most with? Beautiful, they're all oil riggers. They're now, all riggers. Now, when you... <sighs> they're all oil boys. They got okay, tons of money. Careful. Now, when you say... What do you mean? Well, I just uh, said there are a bunch of riggers up there running I, around. <laughs> when, you, when you say that a man is ugly, what are you looking at first I don't foremost? mean ugly, and I don't think I'm Mr. Hot Guy. I just mean... No, I'm saying... The, the differential between the women and the men is shocking. For sure. Like, like if I, like, like your wife, if you, you stand side by side, most people in public, 99% would go, that's a very comparable, good looking couple, right? Mm, sure. 100%. She's better looking than you, but it's comparable. Yes. Right? You're not, you're not, it's not like, Jesus Christ, how did Adam get her? Right. It's yeah. It's like, you're a handsome guy. Sure. You go up there and it, li I mean, it's literally something from the sea, something that's arisen <laughs> from the sea. <laughs> Stuff hanging off of it with, 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 with third place, uh, with like third place Miss Canada. I'm yeah. dead. I'm dead serious. It's shocking. Shout out to Alberta, though. I love you very much. Let's get back to it. Please. Your special uh, is out yes. from Madison, Wisconsin. Comedy on State, one of my favorite clubs. Oh, man, Shout they out love to the you. Girls. Uh, my boy uh, Jesse uh, shot it and directed it. He loves, he loves you. I love that. Dude. And I go, of course you love Andrew because I love you, Jess. We bonded um, over my first weekend and immediately we're just like, uh, we're going to do something. And then when I had the idea to shoot it there, the way he took charge, built out the – just everything. He shot it all for you. Oh, yeah, yeah with 800 pounds. But so um, – but he really took charge. and But just it, it's cool when you meet people and get to know them and you go, oh, we love the same stuff and the same people, more mm -hmm. importantly. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, Andrew's my boy. I love that he goes – because he kind of gave me a short list of people that he goes, 
These are when when they come through the club, you know, and it's always nice when you're uh, coming through places and they go, you know, people have a nice uh, uh, view of you yeah. for whatever what you're bringing on stage and off stage. Yeah. But you know, it sounds like you and I did the same type of um, rigmarole as far as like. Going out and having fun with those guys, yeah, yeah, and just and also being easy and being fun, and yeah, but they do want that. Comedy clubs, I I feel like it's not required to get to know the staff and become friends with everyone, and you don't even need to become friends with everyone. But I think it's required to to be want to to um, I don't know to make them feel comfy having you there. Well, go out of your way to, and some people just look aren't as personable or um you know get do have like social anxiety and becoming more aware of like that is a real thing with people so i don't like to go you fucking don't hang or you whatever like it's some people just it, no, they some don't, people they, don't hang yeah and that's okay that club though in particular is the reason that i really still love mom and pops because corporate clubs they're kind of not supposed to hang out with you i mean it's part right. of the agenda that they're like dude don't fraternize yeah well uh, for for a multitude of reasons, but one of them being that it's corporate, dude. They don't want to have a complaint being like, "Oh, the staff was out drinking and doing drugs with the comic," right. which is that's what we always used to do. Also, like, we I think we finally, you know, most clubs got tired of hearing Brad Williams did what in the green room, right? He put that peg leg in his ass. He put that third leg in his ass. Oh, now have that... you ever seen him do that when he puts his and he spins around? <laughs> you guys aren't that close. You're a good actor. I can't. I tell. guess you're not that close. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so fucking gullible. No, you're not. Oh, by the way, let's yeah. move forward. Okay. <laughs> I thought of you, and I, I almost texted you, and I didn't because I deleted your number years ago. But yep. I thought of you because I played in the Live Golf Pro Am. Uh, Live Golf, the competitor to the PGA, uh, the one that gets a lot of heat. I was there uh, this past weekend in Chicago. One of the names on the list was Ken Griffey Jr. Get the fuck out. I don't think he played. I hunted oh, for I this man. Oh, I would have seen a picture of I you with him and I would have heard from you immediately for days i hunted for him for days okay thanks for bringing up a picture of kit yeah yeah what does he look like again so i was hunting for those guys at the meet and greet oh, yeah. you know and i was hunting for them at the the first day at the second day i was like where are they you know i was begging to meet them and of course i came up empty-handed but i said i i, I never ask anybody for a photo <laughs> i just don't it's just not what i it's not part of my agenda i yeah. just don't like it I'm, oh, I'm just uncomfortable with it but let me ask you this if you ran into someone like when i met robin williams at the improv lab he was guesting on a oh, you want a photo all right we'll take one real fast <laughs> oh not too far off yeah he was a little more goodwill hunting robin he had a uh, huge beard and he was like of course really could be. Yes. Well, we a little, a little, little johnny deppish and um and he, Eddie Pepitone was doing a one night and Robin popped in and Eddie told me, he's like, you gotta come. Robin's gonna come down. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, I can't miss this. And so he goes, come to the green room. He goes, <laughs> Robin's gonna hang. And so I'm hanging out and watching Robin and Eddie just shoot the shit. And then he goes, Robin, you gotta go up. And Robin's like, oh, is that yours? Eddie, it's your night, you know? And, um, I turn him into Jacks, but Eddie, I can't go up. No, not for you. I never heard. And so, uh, and so Robin goes up and, a cell phone rings, right as soon as, and this is the old improv lab. And as soon as the phone rings, Robin just goes, oh, cell phones, ha, <laughs> cell phones. And he just does like a 15 minute rant on iPhones and then gets off. And I was just like, eh, in a good way. It was yeah. so funny. Um, afterwards, he's walking by and I tried to do what you just said where you're just like, I don't want to bother. I, also at a certain point, someone told me once like, it's a peer. So don't, don't fan out like that because they're a peer. And I'm sitting here being like, he's not my peer. No, that's not a peer. That's Robin Williams. No, that's a, a guy. I went and saw Mrs. Doubtfire two weeks after my folks got divorced. Thanks for bringing it up, McCone. And my buddy's 
dad took us to a pizza party in Mrs. Doubtfire because the commercial was, hello, a Robin Williams rom-com. Opening scene is Sally Field being like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, I just saw the same fight two days ago. And was your dad dressing up like a woman yeah. to get your to get yeah. you guys back? No in pie face though. No, just um, just a poorly dressed. So funny man you woman. say that. I did think that as a fucking nine year old, I was like, you couldn't dress up like a woman to see me more. It's not even that hard. Two weekends a month was good with you. Robin did it for Robin like a did, month. Robin it was like a whole month of his for life for the middle Lawrence kid. <laughs> um, no, but so uh, the least famous, the Lawrence. least famous Lawrence. No, but so um, uh, I had to get a picture with him, and I yeah. did, and I have it framed, and I'm so glad I did. But I hear you. Sometimes you just don't want to. No, intervene. but that would that's it. That's a necessary part. That's a beautiful story because it's also like that guy's a legend. And do you, I don't know. Do you know he died? Robin? I don't even know if you know. A lot Robin. Of, uh, Williams. A lot of people don't know that. What? Uh, we'll be right back. Right here. Right here in your heart. Yeah, I don't like wait, wait. to take photos. And I was going to ask Griff for you, though. I know you would have. The way I asked for BJ Armstrong, for, for you. For me, that's exactly right. We were at BJ, the Lakers game. BJ's BJ right Armstrong. behind us. And I go... And I, and I pointed him out, and you were like, Phew. And I just, I was like, if Andrew responds the way I think he's going to, I'm going to ask for him, because that's what you do. Guy's the and man. so he turns around, and he was just like, oh, man. And I was like, all right, give me a sec. And then we fucking did it. And I think, yeah, we did it, right? He was you cool about it. it. He was very yeah, cool about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. Um, speaking of uh, dead and not knowing it, Bob Barker, do you know how many people thought he was already dead? I did, I think, for a long time. The amount of times I had conversations where it was like, R.I.P., eh? He's 99. <laughs> yeah. Just living as a dead guy. Almost but it's like, also, you get, at some point, you should go. You can overstay your welcome. Like, there was, there, was a, there was a military veteran. I watched this video of him, and he was like 102 or something. Mm. And he literally, like, in the worst but funniest way, he's like, I just thank God forgot to kill me. And I was like, oh, my God. It's a good 102-year-old guy <laughs> But it's voice. true. He's, yeah. like, he's like, God forgot God to, to kill me. me. Well, because it's like fucking all your friends are dead. All his only joy was You're going not making to making new pals at nah, 102. Who's hanging? What do I you, mean, I would, I would kick it with the 102 guy. If I'm feeling like I'm feeling now at 102, oh, I'm. I mean, just I don't know. I'm doing a lot of crazy stuff. I just saw where, a bunch of weird. Where billboards. do you think you would live at 102? Where are you living right now? You're 102 right now. Where are you living? I. I got to tell you, there's it's no gotta chance. It's got to be warm it's, weather. It's really. Well, I was just in Saint Petersburg doing shows, and they told me about a place called the Villages. Yeah. Have you, I've You've seen heard? the documentary about it, yeah. Okay, of course there's a doc on it. I asked this guy in the middle, I go, uh, and at, first of all, he was an exterminator. He moved from New Hampshire to Florida to follow in his dad's footsteps and open the business. I got to post some of these clips soon, and I go, and it's a pet, we're a, um, a pet, uh, or not, um, a pest, pest control. Yeah. And I go, I go, now are you guys handling just four-legged creatures, or, you know, because there's obviously some people, and he goes, oh, no, we take care of the two-legged ones. I go, you know, I was joking, but I feel like you actually are being yeah. like, these Jews moved in a little too close. <laughs> and, and everyone kind of laughed. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's like, my dad did weird shit. Back. I was like, dude, stop talking. Yeah. And then he told me the villages were a place where his grandparents would go to. And it was like, it was 70 and up fuck fest 2006. It's awesome. Type in the villages in Florida. It's one of these, uh, it's one of these last chance places where it's like, Hey man, this is the final time you're going to get to like have a threesome. Swap juices. Yeah. Go okay. Pop- so is everything Chlamydia. on the menu? Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. Chlamydia was at a high at one point at this place. I read this whole article about they were piping it around to each other. But it's beautiful. Yeah, so probably, I mean, unfortunately, somewhere in Florida because I think of the weather. And also, you look at some of these, like, 70, 80, 90-year-old people that don't get phased by hurricane warnings. 
that's a confidence that I think you get. Well, dude, take me out. If I'm 90, it's like fucking clip me. I yeah, don't give a shit about a natural roof. disaster. What, yeah. a, what a fine way to die. Yeah, just get wrapped up in a tsunami salad. By the way, natural disaster is so much stronger than heart attack, stroke. I mean, fuck all that. Oh, so you'd rather get taken out by a hurricane than a hundred percent, dude. Yeah. How did he die? Oh, he had a stroke and fell down the stairs at his house. Oh my god! Oof, How did he die? Due to thirty-eight foot waves, smoked grandpa. So much stronger of a story for the family. <laughs> and, and his last words, as he stood there with both arms up, he said, is this all you got? <laughs> and then it just took him in the face. I have crabs. <laughs> You're like, whoa, grandpa's hardcore. Yeah, I think that's the way to go out is some party time. Yeah. Your mama's got a stinky pussy. <laughs> if you do see a wave coming and that's your last words, what a cool, the whole, man, that's one thing that I also... I think about the last words, whether it's hopefully not in a hospital bed, but something like that. That's why anytime I talk to somebody on stage and they're a firefighter, I always, uh, you know, jokingly, I'm like, do you ever say something cool when you run into the house? In case. And they're all like, no. And I'm like, fair enough. But this you is should. Why I'm not, you should. I'm like, you're not thinking of that bag draft, you know, uh, ladder 47, ladder 49, 49, 49. Um, My grandfather knew a couple guys for that consulted for back draft. Oh, wow. He was a firefighter in Chicago. For the ride at Universal Studios? Yeah. 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 He's still working on it now. The he's, ride. Yeah, he's dead, but he's still they still got him propped up there pretending to crank away. I remember I he's first... like a he's like a he's like a bear at uh <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, you know, the bear. They did. Oh man, yeah. I remember that was hot. They had like Ron Howard in the waiting room. He was like, It's gonna get real hot. That graph, we turned it out to four hundred degrees. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a very no, good Ron that's Howard. A bad no, it's a bad Howard. Howard. I was doing Clint Howard. And so, um, that is a good Clint or Clint Howard? Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Yeah. It was hot in that. I remember you stood in like a little baking center and, uh, and it was like, I think it was 200. It was Joe Rogan sauna esque. It was hot. Yeah. yeah. I remember it was very hot. But that was the ride. And then you stood and watched like an actual house fire. It was weird to watch a building burn indoors. Yeah. It would just burn a building inside. Yeah. Bad Who's idea. I, yeah. Whoever decided that that was going to be a fun attraction. Imagine the insurance writer was like, I don't know if we should write this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it did say there were so many warnings. It was like. You could be, you could die. Yeah, if, you have, if you're pregnant, if you know someone who's pregnant, if you've, you know, if you, pull, if you tried to pull it out, but, you know, weren't very good. Like, it was all the things that you can That can't. could be a way around Texas banning abortion. It's just do a bunch of backdraft rides down there and only pregnant women go. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Wait, speaking of propping up dead people, this is gross and weird. Google this guy. This Oof. is insane. This guy dug up a woman. By the way, this is new, too. Are you loving this? I'd like to just tell him what to do. But it's nice to have a quick, like... He's not quick, I'll tell you that. That's kind of part of the thing. <laughs> He's so slow. Google man digs up woman, sleeps in bed with her for seven years. This guy dug oh, up... He dug what? up somebody. Yeah, dude, and he, like, plastered her. And then he slept with her for seven years. Meet Carl Von Kozel. Look at this lunatic. Yeah, of course it's a guy with a monocle. And, and this a is fucking... from a long time ago, but the article just came up. Go up to the top real fast. Carl Von Kozel, the man who slept next to his crush's corpse for seven years, dude. <laughs> this guy's off his head. Wait, his crush's corpse? He dug up this woman that he loved and then, like, like you know, put in formaldehyde and all this stuff. Oh, his cr- Okay, yes. So he, okay, and then he put in... And then, he, but then he lived with her. How long was the body uh, underground before he started to stuff her with uh, silly putty? I think putty? it said eight years. Or so. Two years after her death, he snuck in the cemetery, removed her corpse. <laughs> Imagine a toy wagon. And somebody sees this guy with a body, and they're like, hey, Carl. He's like, just getting some late-night research. <laughs> just trying to see if the body can survive without sunlight. Seven long years later, 1940, rumors are swirling about his odd behavior. 
and they find out this guy's been sleeping in bed with this woman. Oh, and a boy claims to have seen Carl in the window dancing with what looked like a supersized doll. Now, I got to tell you, as long as he didn't do any nasty, grossy, sexy stuff, um, this is just a good love story. This is Lars and the Real Girl. <laughs> this is you know just a saying? really sweet love story. Gosling played this guy in Lars and the Real Girl. If you have a doll and you're just dancing and you're not fucking, I think you're fine. Yeah, you're just dancing. You're dancing. Just dancing. You're dancing and napping. <laughs> you ain't plugging and tugging. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if he was like, it's getting late, and, like, moving the hand over? And, and he's like, okay, no, no, okay, Fine, okay. fine, no, that's Consent me, no. must be the thing. Yeah. Why did we give him a, a Nazi accent? Because he looks from? like one. Well, Ka- Carl, Carl von Kosel. Yeah, it just sounds like he's a German. Also, let's be honest. If you're digging up bodies to, that's to sleep a next thing to, to do. that's a German thing to do. It's a German thing to do. We'll, we'll be the right ones back to... with, that's a German thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> On today's episode, you know, Germans, look, Jews, not their fave, digging up bodies, second fave. We'll be right back. In here, we pour whiskey. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, I've talked about BetterHelp so much on the show because I believe getting therapy is huge uh, to progress, to grow, and to help yourself um, get the better version of you out there. Everyone's tried different versions of it, um, and I think that this might be one of my favorites uh, just because I like doing it from the comfort of my own home. That's kind of one of those things that uh, helps people feel more comfortable instead of going out of their house. It's, tr- it's, it's cheaper than uh, in-person therapy, for sure. Um, and it's helped me a lot. I love to do it on the road because I'm not at home all the time. I'm in hotels, I'm in airports, and I've done them from both, which is my favorite. I can duck into a small corner and just get a little something-something to help my soul feel a lot better. And if you're thinking of, of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's so convenient. It's entirely done online. Um, it fits to your schedule when you want it, where you want it. You don't have to carve out too much time out of your day to get a little bit of help talking to someone who is a uh, licensed therapist. You can switch at any time for no additional charge. So why not give it a whirl? I think you will benefit. It does help me get through the day. We all have tough times, all right? We're all going through something. We have family issues, um, with whether it's loss, uh, whether it's just kind of having a, a, a glib time in your life. Therapy, I think, can get you there. So uh, make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash whiskey today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash whiskey. Hey, it's the best time of year. Leaves changing, colors, vibes, cozy. Huh? You sipping on some uh, some tea? You sipping on some tea while the leaves change? Uh, I got to tell you, it's also Raycon's anniversary. You know Raycon. We've talked about it. Uh, Raycon is incredible. This is their anniversary sale. Uh, They're turning six, the big six. Raycon has really made a name for themselves in the premium audio space. Their everyday earbuds are known for delivering high-quality audio and thoughtful features like 32-hour battery life. Yeah, You're never on a plane for 32 hours straight. They got you covered in case you fly around the globe a few times. It's a perfect in-ear fit. I do love that. doesn't fall out. And I got weird little tiny ear holes, and a lot of times they fall out. These fit so snug. They've already racked up 78,000 five-star reviews. In the past year, they've expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. So needless to say, there's a lot to celebrate. Congratulations to Raycon making my favorite little on-the-go ear snuggy buds. Uh, thanks to everyone who's shown the support in the past six years. Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site. That's incredible. Uh, with select products that are up to 40% off just to celebrate the anniversary. You're looking for some in-ear love, some bounce for that ounce. You want to listen to some tunes, maybe the new Drake album on the plane. Why not? Huh? On your way to work? Throw them in. Celebrate Raycon Turn in 6 with their biggest sale of the year going on right now. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash whiskey. That's buyraycon.com slash whiskey. Use the code BIRTHDAY to get 20 to 40% off site-wide. That's incredible. That's code BIRTHDAY. It's your birthday. 
at buyraycon.com slash whiskey to score 20 to 40% off buyraycon.com slash whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. Uh, is there Dr. Is... Phil Jewish? He's got to be. There's no chance. Dr. Now, Phil... McGraw feels like... Uh, what uh, is that? Well, what it's probably good old-fashioned white. Yeah. It just, yeah. Just deep southern white. By the way, happy holiday. I know we're just, this is going to be far out after the holiday, but happy past holiday. Thank you. Did you refrain from technology? Oh, yeah. The Rosh Hashanah. I tried to uh, repent for my sins. Yom Kippur. Yeah. Um, it's a happy fasted. new year, isn't it, for you, oh, yeah. for you people? So I saw somebody post one thing. They go, of course, Jews would be the one to have like a day set aside for like, you know, um, you know, what was it to like f- be asked forgive like to be forgave for all their guilt or something? I mean, yeah, you've begged for yeah, you've begged for forgiveness through your sins, right? You you atone, yeah, is yeah, it you atone, yeah. Right? And what I dig atonement. about it is just the like you know you're asking to be subscribed in the book of life for another year. Just the idea of like, I mean, you know, all these types of things should probably be implemented more on a day to day basis. But it is the day where where you're supposed to kind of step back and go, I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. Well, it's nice to recognize that. It's also nice to recognize if, if things are good, you should do both. Yeah. Recognize How often do we good? do, I think, and I'm trying to, do people ask you for just not comedy advice, but life advice now? Like, where, are you in situations well, where you I'm just. I'm raising a 24 year old. I mean, oh, this guy, I know I'm dead serious. Oh, McCone, yeah, you got a lot the to learn and a lot to shave. The amount of shit I teach this guy, it's repulsive. It makes me sick. I feel like, I feel like I'm raising a 16 year old, but he's 24. Yeah, 24, but you look 37. Mm-hmm. That's a compliment, I think. Girls in LA, I think, are probably like, ooh, like so you like you so you don't mind my TikTok trends, but like you also look like you've probably you've probably like got some great on there. The problem with these kids these days. By the way, watching McCone do this through the TV and the camera, <laughs> he loves it. It's not my favorite. He brought his <laughs> elementary school desk. The, <laughs> yeah, dude. Now the thing with these kids Those that I shoes the, are straight the, the from a kickball rematch like, in the rain. Well, yeah, that he lost, by the way. <laughs> He ran the wrong slow, way. Well, you asked you asked for slow and bounce. Uh, wait, no, baby bouncy. Baby and they bouncy. gave you they gave you straight they and gave hard. Him a straight, straighty. <laughs> wait, what the, you say? I don't like that these kids. The way that he walks, his gait annoys me. You get pissed off by a walk now, huh? Well, because the way that he walks is very like aloof. You know, the, the, the great he word. Walks very aloof, like yeah. you know, like the ground. You know, might not be there. Maybe it is, and it's yeah. like still I, trying to figure out gravity and balance. Well, that yeah, he's fall. He falls off. Do you fall a lot? Are you clumsy? He's just silly. By the way, I fall every now and again. Uh-huh. I haven't heard that since a Life Alert commercial. I fall every now and again. Call 18225. Help! Yes, just, hello? How, no, I really want Where to. are you? Where are you? Where'd you fall? Are you still alive? In my kitchen. Perfect. I'll be there to dig you up <laughs> and sleep next to you. <laughs> Von Cascuscus or whatever. <laughs> Von Cascuscus. No, you know what? That's That should be... I'm waiting for... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Diplo to make a beat out of that life mm. alert. That's the thing about DJs. Respect, but also not a, not a, not a lot. A little bit, because so many DJs I see, I'm like, that's the song that made you fifty million dollars. Why am I writing all these fucking jokes? So funny. You can make so much money as it. They make one song. We were talking, we were t- on the road trip, we were talking about one-hit wonders. You weren't there, I don't know why I'm pointing at you. We were talking about one-hit wonders, and we put on a bunch of one-hit wonders in the car mm. on the way to Cleveland. And, dude, it's insane how many of these bands made one banger, and they got rich, and you never heard from them again. Like? Uh, uh, um, OMC's How Bizarre? How, I don't know if they got rich from that. 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure they did, buddy. Come on, Eileen is a one-hit wonder. Dexter's. Uh, yeah. Dexter something midnight. Well, we started. You know, we started with was uh, we started with. Um, uh, 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 Macarena. No, not the Macarena. We were talking about stuff from the '90s that, that Dexter's New Radicals. Wow. That's right. Yeah. How about Lou Bega? Where's he at right now? Mambo number five. Top thing. No, the song that we did was uh, You're My Butterfly, Sugar Baby. Come, come baby. Lady, come, 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 come. Do you even know that song? Come, oh, and baby. the other one was uh, I Like Girls That Wear Abercrombie. Oh, LMFAO or some I mean, shit. Yeah. Those no, no, guys, no, that's not LMFAO. No, um, that's LFO. LMFAO was Party Rockin'. Yes, correct. LFO was the Abercrombie. That's a two hit wonder. Does that count? I don't know. And how do you categorize House of Pain? Because Jump Around was, but also oh, Everlast then would make a, yeah. a good album. Whitey Ford. Yeah, there's there's different tiers and layers here. Blind Melon with No Rain. I mean, I think that's a true one-hit wonder. They did other songs. But, but isn't that credible? I bought that CD just for that song. I never listened to any other songs. I know. I went and saw Sugar Ray at Bumbershoot in Seattle. It was my first live concerts in 1998. Um, maybe 99. Third Eye Blind was a headliner at the time at the big uh, Memorial Stadium. Huge. And Sugar Ray had just Fly was the was big but not big yet so they couldn't be headlining. Sure. Fly was enormous. Yeah. I mean that song was played everywhere ev- at any time. Probably I don't know what your max plays on the radio is during like true drive time radio but like thousands and thousands. Did you listen to the radio a lot too? I mean what? just yeah, I, yeah, of course. You kidding me? And um Q101. Oh, was that in Chicago? Q101, yeah. Nice. And B96. Yeah. And the Loop 987. Wow. Do you remember you remember them all? We had yeah, 10, 107.7 the end. That was like Do you have the time to listen to Yeah. We're back in the studio, dude. We got uh Billy in here, Mark is in here, and Wacky Carl. Carl, back to Sesame Street. <laughs> it's 93.3, call it the phrase it pays. Here's John Mayer with gravity. Gravity. Uh, dude, 93.3 was Cube. That was a rap station. Yeah, that was our B96 was yeah. the rap station. And they would always do these sponsored haunted houses every year. Oh, dude, we went to one. Oh, I went to man. one on Mushrooms one time. Oh. I just I, told that story on oh, the other show. Oh, man. I went to one first, second time maybe I smoked weed, and they had a, a strobe light room. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised doing? I'm here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Cube, <laughs> thanks for almost killing me. Thanks for almost killing everyone. Yeah. Strobe light in high school on edibles. Oh man! And you'd stare at it. You're like, oh man! I'm letting it soak your fucking soul. My buddy and I, um, uh, he got a concussion. We saw each other from what we thought was like a hundred feet away, Mm -hmm. and we just started walking towards each other, and fucking just boom, and we both went down. Bummer. Imagine just being laying on the ground, just like you know, one is alone, and you're looking up (laughs) and you see strobes, and everyone's around you coming at you trying to help. So you say. I mean, oh, I it's like, so creepy. I was freaking out. What's your song that you want to go out to? If you had a heart attack on the way home, what song would you want to a hear? A bit I just talked about on the special, the song I want to die to. When when turbulence happens, I get my I get a song loaded up because what is it? I don't want Stranger Screams to be the soundtrack to my what, demise. Then what is it? Um, I jokingly say Ombob Hansen, Beyonce Single Ladies. Funny, funny, funny. Uh, Look at this Something catchy, but my true song probably. But that's the thing. Do you want something that's going to make you cry? We all have that song that we've that we've tuned up and we're like... I think if you cry while you're dying, you turn into a ghost. If you cry while you're dying? You turn into a ghost. Yeah. It's a great song lyric. If you cry when you're dying, you turn into a ghost. If you cry when you're dying, Yeah, okay. Is it a Scott song? I think it's a 311 lyric. I thought it was maybe like a Brian If you cry while you're dying, then you turn into... 
No, if you cry, if you're sad while you die, I think that's how you turn into a ghost and don't pass through. If you're at peace when you die, that's when I think you could be passed through. <laughs> Dude, and if you're happy when pass you die, man, if you're happy when you Let's. die, man, clap your hands. Um, that's a crazy thought. What's when the you're song? sad when you die. Yeah, but I think that's got, well, I, that's got to be kind of a literal, that, that feels pretty literal. I feel like ghosts are people who just haven't, passed on because something is traumatic and they need something to finish out. I think You'll Be In My Heart from the Tarzan soundtrack by Phil Collins. Wow. Just so, But I'm going to sing it, everyone around me, and I want them to... I'm pretty close. I'm Jungle the, Book. I'm and I want them for Jungle Book. Oh, 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 oh. all right. I need a new answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Bare Necessities, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Um, actually, maybe the Lion King opening. And I want them to pick up my body, you know. Do we find our place in the I'm singing this, by the way, While you're with dying. all the hospital staff. The circle of life. And then they have a big image of the Lion King behind me, and everyone's dressed as animals, and they pick up my body after they pull the plug and go, zhunk, and I go. <laughs> and you're gone. And I'm Simba. And then and they I'm put dead. you down, and they let a bunch of animals just tear you to shreds. Just rip me that's to shreds. Actual hyenas come in. Sick. I mean, I'm just spitballing, but I think that's it. I think that's what we're going with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about that enough. I get pretty, actually, even when my mom and, and stepdad start talking Will stuff. or Ooh, um, Will stuff's tough. Yeah, Will Smith stuff. Yeah. And so they'll be like, dude, episode three, season five of Fresh Prince, you could see that he had violence. Oh, Carlson yeah, had to yeah. go get milk. I remember yeah, that. Carl yeah, Carlson had to go get milk. That's a, you, Will, Will stuff's tough when they say, like, what do you, I always tell my parents, we have a pretty uh, candid talk about, about death. it. Well, I don't want anything. I don't want anything. So just, do you just, get, just. But here's my question, though. Do you burn get, it all. Do you get like, are you like, nah? Like, I don't even, I don't even like to talk about it. No, no, no. Like my I'm dad okay is now 81, and he's out of the all the folks, the one that's aging. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, my parents are getting older. I, I don't want them to go, but I'm just, what, my point is, I don't want them to, I don't like this idea that you're supposed to like leave shit for people, mm. that it's like, we're doing this for your future. It's like, dude, cut it out. I'm 40. Just have fun, spend all your fucking money, and wow. I mean all of your fucking money. Wow. Yeah. I actually kind of do agree with that. Dude, it's I don't your want your money. Me, what the fuck? Who am I to be like, can I have some when you die? Also, gross. It's gross. Yeah, it really is, actually. You know what it is? Like, my buddy who got a, who went through a pretty bad divorce was saying that him and his wife, ex-wife spoke, you know, they, they were, um, what is that, uh, cordial you know they weren't they were they were, it wasn't like brutal good it was like amicable that's yeah, what i was there yeah. we go. and they spoke about it and she said she kind of hated she had a career of her own she kind of hated some of the money that she got it felt dirty money dirty money and there's something to me and i don't know this because i haven't lost someone apparent wise but i imagine that that money is tough sometimes to spend that you're like this is money from a tragedy. I'm, also, I don't want the money. what are you spending money. it on? Because at some point, you Unless forget. you really need it, then I totally understand. I, I'm, I'm privileged in the fact that it's like, I have my own career. My parents have their own life. It's like, I'm, I don't yeah. want their, I just don't want it. I want but, them to die using all their money, having the most fun on the way out. There's got to be swingers, freaks, whatever out there that take some of that leftover dead, dirty. Dead dirt money. Parent money. And they like, they blow too much of it on bullshit and they've got like a little bit left and they're like oh, i gotta get that sex chair it's five grand and like your dad left us that money they get some weird dad would bukkake, orgy sex chair and everyone's there's this big fuck party going on at one point one of the guys just goes guys 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 takes his mask off and <laughs> just real quick 
Christine's dad, that's how we bought, that's how we paid for this, the rest of the fucking, everything that's in your butt right now. Christine's dad left a little bit of, little bit of cash. We miss him. So, shout out. Yeah. Every time you put one ball in your butt, <laughs> just yell out, Christine's dad. Remember Mark, Mark. Mark Larson. Remember Mark Larson? He did this for you guys, okay? But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, what are you putting it towards? People spend it on, I'm sure there's some dark shit it gets spent on. But have, I just think let them have the most fun, like Puddin. Let Puddin live her free best life. Totally. Because I don't want my parents to feel like they need to have something for me or my sister. Mm-hmm. It's like, no way, dude. Yeah, that's no on way. you. That's your shit. Also, leaving stuff behind, too, it's like, maybe I didn't, like, then you feel bad. It's like, what if they, like, my mom goes out of her way to leave me stuff, and I'm just like, oh, I don't fucking want that. Like, but now I have to. Yeah, do something with it. I don't know. No, that's true. This is dark, but that's true. That's like Shannon Sharp did a thing with Ocho Cinco I just saw, and he was like, he's like, he's like, have you been to a funeral? And he's like, yeah, he's talking about being frugal, about t- flying private. And he's like, you've been to a funeral before? He's like, yeah, of course I've lost people. And he's like, did they, ever, did they have a Brinks truck? Was, was there money there? Huh? Yeah, was there a U-Haul with all his shit? No. You got to spend it, have fun, and then when you gone, it's gone. And I was like, that's so true. Shannon Sharp said that? Yeah, I loved it. Wow. I love the perspective. It's like, what do you, you can't take it with you. Have fun. Fuck can't it. can't take it with you. What do you, I don't know. Now, what do you think about, and then we'll move on from, from the grave, but about taking it to the grave. Physically about, putting my money inside of the grave? Yeah, I've thought about that. No, I mean like take no, like I like thoughts. No, I have actually sem- thought about that. <laughs> really? I want to put all my money in cash in the grave with me, and I want to be flown over, preferably Los Angeles, because I spend a lot of time here. My casket just kind of dangling, like, you know, like a, in an action movie Ooh. when they can hold onto the rope for far too long. Yeah. You know, they do that. They're like flying over 50 Not city possible. blocks. You're like, dude, you'd follow me you'd, <laughs> yeah. within seconds. Your arm would give. It's insane. Like a, like a, like a, a military veteran could barely do that for like 10 minutes. It does seem cool, though. When you see those NBA so mascots sick. flying in or college football. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Shooting they're it up. Shooting. No, the mascots are shooting their <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> No, but I think I want to be flown over Los Angeles with, with my money in the casket until... Uh, Who's I'm, playing at the funeral? What uh, What band? Probably... If you could get anybody live. You get one celeb to give the eulogy Yeah. Uh, that you pay to... I almost, by the way, Tony Hale almost came to my wedding, and I go, and he... Uh, you know, we, it was a, a fast friend thing in the last, like, four or five years, and He's I was just so like... He's so great, that guy, huh? The man. And I go... He go and he just also loves weddings and I go and he ended up not being able to come but I go I would love if you would give my we're not going to do best man and maid of honor spe- we're, a rehearsal dinner we did at but right. not the wedding and whatever and and um and I go but it'd be great if you gave my best man speech and we could like write something or you could write whatever what and he he, he got so fired up for the idea and then just couldn't come but I was like wow that would have been awesome if Tony did it it'd be incredible come on. I would want uh, so who would give that, and then whether it's somebody that um, that you know or not, it's cooler if you don't know him. Harry maybe. Carey, if he was alive, would be rad cool. to have. Somebody call Carl. Let's dig him up. Yeah, Carl, uh, will do it. So yeah. <laughs> Harry so. Carey would have been great. Wow, was to, that your guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, the irony was he was a White Sox announcer, which was even funnier to me. He was like our, you know, the south. He was the, for the South Side, and then he came to the North Side, which is also such a strange. What a strange transition for my childhood. That this guy I know, everyone adored. Yeah. But I never saw him as a White Sox announcer. I was very young. So I knew him as a Cubs guy. Wow. But like all my parents and everybody in the older generation was like, fucking, he was a Southside. He did all the shit for the Southside. Why'd he go to the Cubs? I'm sure it was money. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, and he didn't want to get stabbed. Yeah. Comiskey was in a real tough area. I didn't realize the contrast of location. It's so far away. Yeah. I yeah. just went, I'd never been to Wrigley for a game. 
but my buddy uh, trains Axel and Duff, and I got to know Duff McKay, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. So playing Wrigley. So first um, show of the weekend at Zany's, shout out, great club. I fart over to Wrigley and catch the last, like, five songs from the stage. Oh, that's cool. Looking out, I want to go to Wrigley for a game so bad. Yeah. Um, but seeing it like that, whoa, man. You got to go. You, if you're ever in Chicago, I have season tickets. You let me know. Wow. Do you yeah. really? Yeah. My cousin and train. I split tickets. Good move. Well, what are you gonna? You know, you want to stay in the you want to stay in the uh, in the system because then you you know then you keep moving okay. around Europe. Otherwise, the, otherwise, you got to get in the lottery again. And because when the Cubs uh, get back to the World Series in five hundred years, well, I'll be dead. Yeah, yeah. But we won one. You did. That was cool. You know, I was in. I'll Wrigley take it, dude. I took, it my, I took my dad. Were you in? Did you go to a game? Yeah, we did. Wow. Yeah, changed my life. Where were you when they won? Uh, when they won, I was in. I was in my living room. Uh, with the old, with the old lady and, uh, and the pup and I was staring, I was standing up. I stood up the whole time. I had gotten off of work that night. I was, we were, I think we were shooting up dying up here. Mm. Um, we, I know we were because yeah. I, I was shooting up dying up here when I left to Chicago to go to take my dad to a game. We almost missed the game. It was wow. a wild story. I showed up, flight was delayed. I was going to sell my tickets. I cried on the phone in the galley. And the flight attendant was like, you're going to have to sit down. I was like, you can go fuck yourself. I'm going to miss the World Series with my dad. Yeah. And I was calling to sell him on Ticketmaster because I was never going to make it home. And I told my dad, you should take someone. Just go to the game by yourself. And he was like, I'm not going without you. Oh. And I was like, no, no. The t- you have the tickets. I sent them to you. Just, just take anybody. Take John, his buddy John. I was like, just take somebody. Just go. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to go back to LA. I'm, I was sitting at, oh, I mean, at LAX for hours. And I was like, just, I'll never make it. And, uh. Sure enough, dude. Sure enough. The flight finally took off on time, landed. I told my lady, I said, I love you. I'll see you. Here's money. Um, I'm gone. I told her to go to my mom and dad's house with where my mom was. And I jumped in a cab, split it with a guy that I had run into on the plane that we were both talking about going to the World Series. He's like, wow. I'm trying to make it too. Wow. And we threw, I'm not kidding. When I say I threw a fistful of money at the cabbie and I said, as illegal as you can make it, do it. I don't give a shit. You've seen Fast and Furious 6, right? This is I seven. want my body to fly through the windshield. <laughs> six stars. He literally drove, on the, he drove on the shoulder the whole time because there was traffic on the freeway. Wow. And, and you one, made it. One of the coolest moments. He dropped me off by the cemetery. I, I sprinted down the block. And uh, as I saw my dad, uh, they were singing the national anthem outside. I mean, inside the stadium. It was wild as fuck. You'll never forget that moment when you oh, we were jumping saw up and him down, man. and then entered the stadium. It right? was insane. We stood outside. We were hugging and laughing, and I was like, we got to get a picture before we go, and we got to yes, get So we yes. have one photo of us. We have framed at the house, um, and we sta- stood, out, so stood outside, and we listened to the national anthem from the outside of the stadium, and it was empty. The streets were empty. It was kind of wild to – it was kind of a uh, – cool. almost like somebody put us there. Uh-huh. Like it was on purpose. It was deliberate. Wow. The universe was like, you'll be outside alone, just you guys. And, this, and I mean fucking empty. It was empty. Wrigley was empty. Everyone was inside. And we stood out there. We listened. And then we walked inside for the game. It was fucking wild. And we lost that game. I was going to say, what if you walked up and then the woman goes, sorry, the game started. Can't go inside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> right yeah. out front. You did this. <laughs> so I was on my way to uh, Philly to do shows, uh, going to day early for press. And game seven is happening. I'm landing in Chicago. And it's the fourth inning. And I go, fuck. I go, if they win, I have a chance to go party in Chicago right now. What yeah. am I doing? And I go, I should cancel. I should hit them up and be like, I can't make it. Something happened. I look up, flight canceled due to weather. Hit up my uh, buddy that lives in there. Um, we, uh, from college, we went to a bar. And then they Do you remember won. what bar it was? Was it in, in Wrigley? It was next to, I think I stayed at a W somewhere near the airport. And it was right next door to that. At the W? Yeah, in Chicago. Wherever that is in downtown. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I can know figure where the it w out. Man, is. it was a cool bar. The Sandlot. That's well, I, well, I went. That's to, up. That's up in Wrigley. Well, though. so that we went there after. So yeah. once they won, we we went there, and I was there till I almost missed my flight the next day. I was there till probably four or five in the morning. God bless. I saw people jump. I mean, I've I've never seen so many hugs and high fives from strangers. Mm. I've never seen people. A guy driving his car down the street, and somebody jumped on his car, and the guy was high five, and the guy was jumping on his car. Yeah, I mean nobody was mad. I've I to this day, Andrew, I'm not joking you. I don't. It's the most. That's why when people like say things about sports, or now there's this great TikTok trend going around that my wife uh, just showed me where, um, What's and she did it to me. It's it's a. Uh, because, you know, our boy uh, T. Kels is, um, you know, kicking it with uh, with Swifty. Oh, sure, And so yeah. there's a trend going around where girls will tape their boyfriend. They'll go, it's so crazy. Like, Taylor Swift's, like, putting uh, Travis Kelsey on the map. I saw that, And yeah. the guys go, what? And I'm like, she did to me last night. And I go, what are you talking about? He's been around. And she just starts laughing. And she goes, and she showed me all these trends. It's very funny. Some guys get very mad. Yeah. Like, it's so great. You know, Taylor Swift could put the, um, you know, uh, put Travis on the map. And then the guy will be doing it. And he's like, what are you talking about? Well, it's just like nobody knew who he was. And he goes, he's one of the greatest base football players in the game right now. Babe. I mean, guys get so mad. Anyway, so uh, what was I saying? Fuck, Wrigleyville, driving through, high fives. Sports, you said sports. what sports does to you. When I uh, see people make fun of sports, I'm like, man, I wish I could like take what I saw in that moment and have them watch the entire. It was crazy. There was no, I mean, and you're talking every type of person. It was a yeah. true, and also look, the stakes for that night were a little different than most sporting events, like the uh, the drought that you'd had for a World Series, and um, and just you know the the team Chicago, that strip of of bars and fun. But like, man, it was uh, so many people crying. I opened the bar, I man. I didn't have my ID when I walked, and nobody cared. Oh, wow, and we met yeah. up with uh, we ran to some of your buddies too. I sh- I could probably go back through and find some texts. It's not worth it. You ran into some friends of mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That knew me from you that were like, Adam <laughs> Ray. Yeah, in, in two or three different bars, actually. That's awesome. That was cool. Cause then I was just like, oh man, this is, you really. Were... I wish we could have been, I wish we could have been there, man. Yeah. Instead, I was shooting a show that got canceled after two seasons. Great show, though. <laughs> worth it. Got to be buds with Jim Carrey. I don't know worth if it, it was worth yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was I would have rather been in Chicago. Alrighty then. It was worth it. Yeah, no, honestly, it was good. It was, it was worth me. Seeing him. you on Corden with Jim Carrey. Worth that it. was a cool moment. In my All life. this yeah. thing with you with Jim Carrey, Seeing, being at the Comedy Store 50th or uh, or was it Mitzi's bir- Mitzi's birthday, Mitzi's memorial birthday, birthday, yeah, and Jim walking over, Andrew, what's up? Just yeah. oh, this is just normal. It was all it was, that was a cool to me, moment. and I know yeah. you thought it was that cool because we talked about it, but that guy for me, I didn't realize was on such a, a crazy. You know, we talk about Robin Williams. There's a handful of those guys. When he walked through to scout, I think, and probably there to to see you that night when he came to the comedy store for the first time in 30 years, maybe, yeah. and he's walking through the back bar to go up to to take a peek at roast battle, and I'm in the um, bar at the comedy store, um, and I, you know, we've both done some cool shit, been around some cool people. Yeah. I think we're still fans. I'm still like, I don't want to say as starstruck anymore, but definitely like there's an, an enthusiasm and excitement level. As well there should be. Of course. Like you wanting to find Griff at the thing, you would have, however that moment would have played out, the fact that you are you were like, oh, that would have been fucking cool is awesome. Um, Jim Carrey walks through, and I had no heads up about this. Yeah. And he walks through, and I and I kind of just turned, and I saw him. And immediately I was like, I never thought I'd be on the same planet, let alone the same, 
back borrows him and he walks through and I just kind of like stuff like this and like, I'm just doing that and then he just looks right at me and goes, hey man. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think I said anything. He kept walking and I think maybe it was Rob the bartender and goes, and you played that really well, huh? <laughs> uh, Rob just shit. Yeah, you always make it a gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, dickhead. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and then I, somebody said, oh, he's going to be sticking around. And I was like, I got to bounce. I don't want to be. And then I think he was there with Theo and a bunch of people till late night telling stories. And yeah, I would have loved to have been a part of that and seen that. And I had to tra- uh, trace it back. Like, why was I so outer body, almost felt like numb, and, um, and I was talking about it with my sister and she goes, well, you know, when you were a big kid and you started to make people laugh and you went from a f- uh, fat kid to funny kid, a lot of the things I would do early on were, uh, memorizing chunks from Ace Ventura and like reciting them on the bus to buddies. Right. And then it would be, and that started to kind of do my impressions of teachers and friends and just confidence to make people laugh, which then made me go, oh, they look at me as the funny kid and not the fat kid. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to chase that, whatever that is. And it's a win-win. I feel good. They're not teasing me anymore. I'm making them feel good. Right. So it was just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From the, and, and I was like, whoa. And she was like, oh, it started with that. And that's why my sister was like, and that's why you were so taken aback and couldn't fucking talk. Jim is one. He'll do. I mean, that's one for our for our kind of people, for yeah. comics. It'll do that to you. I mean, he yeah. He's, he's, uh, and I think I wanted to maybe tip top subconsciously, maybe all that was in there. And I, I felt or saw that as mm-hmm. I saw him. Right. So it was almost like, thank you. Wouldn't have done it justice, but it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I, f- I feel, I, I, I feel that, uh, you, I get it now when someone who's a fan says something to me, obviously I'm not that caliber of him to what he is to me, but yeah, when but a fan says you've something made an impact. like, well, when they say something like, it, you know, my mom died, and listening to you guys and you and Bobby and watching oh, yeah. you guys and all your friends, he's like, you know, it helps me get through shit. And that is the same kind of impact I know it has when I say, hey, man, you made my childhood, like, fun. Yeah. You gave me fantasy. You yeah. gave me, like, freedom to be goofy and to talk out <clears throat> of my butthole and to look stupid and right. make faces. and. Yeah. It, that's it's the same kind of thing you give someone you're giving someone something whether you know it or not it's powerful shit dude yeah it's such a second nature thing for you to be fearless and and take chances and have blind confidence when you're doing anything from you know punk to uh stand up to bad friend stuff to act i mean i, I even saw somebody post something uh um about how there are all these athletes at the thing but then she was like but i got to meet uh you know, little Dicky uh, star over here. Oh, right, right. Dave. Yeah, yeah. And so girl, it's like yeah. there's, you, when you have a myriad of things like that for people to pull from, it is it is nice to hear those things from time to time because I've really kind of stopped looking at comments because I just go, they're not doing for me what well, I... Well, then I'm going to stop writing them if you stop looking because I've been <laughs> writing so much. Well, a few of them were anti-Semitic and I know you were trying <laughs> to give my mom a shout out, but um, <laughs> there's also, they don't do for me what I what they did when I first... When, you, when I was first getting going, I think I just needed more validation. Yeah and, yeah, and we all still do. I still, after you know, doing this taping this past week, and I still want to get off and have, and and people go, that was it or whatever. And um, and it was nice because my wife and, and mom was there. My mom introed me, and and um, and Sandy Danto was there, and, and a few other homies that that were very candid and being like, 
that was like, I could tell when I got off for one and the reaction wasn't the way it was. And, and it was the first, the warm up show. And I just was going a little fast in some pockets where yeah, they were all like, happens. and then, and then once I made that adjustment and did a few other adjustments with some, uh, you know, I've got a big chunk about my white rapper, brother-in-law Durte. And, uh, and so it was finding the right placement for all that and just taking my time. And when you get off and you see people that also see it all the time, my wife sees so much now and Sandy and people that just know you that are like, that was it. Or, or when they are like pumped for you, yeah. that matters. But the reading comment stuff, you know, if there is any advice that what younger comics give me, I'm like, dude, not paying attention to that. Also not paying attention to the people that you're le- like posting the flyers and then this and that, just because you're like, you want to seem like you're doing it all instead of just do it all. You know, it's mm. like, there was a time before, you know, I, I mean, I know that in the social media era with uh, athletes, they all, you know, like D Wade. And I remember LeBron when they were in Miami would post videos of them working out, prepping for the season. But, you know, it was one little cool thing of them running on sand. It wasn't like every day's workout. So my point being, like, when you're starting off in comedy, it's like all of the, like, posting everything and really making everything seem like a huge deal. It's like you got to just, you know, rein it in and let that stuff happen when it's supposed to. But I'm going to swim upstream on this one and say post everything, read every comment, get in your head, (laughs) let anxiety (laughs) riddle your soul. Let your core tear itself down until you're physically in pain. You can't from some figure of the out what you can handle until you can figure out who you're handling. I mean, that's what every little ism of his is. It's a fucking, you know. Now you're sure, hanging. You hang out with Doctor Phil. By sure, the way? one in the pink, two in the stink. But how about four in the think tank, and five, and then five in the stink. So keep it in the asshole, but put some up here too. We'll be right back. <laughs> um, no, I've never hung out with him. You have it. I'd like to meet him. Kirk Fox might bridge that gap. Yeah, for he me. worked for him, right? For a long Plays t- tennis with him. I just want to let him know that it's all goof. Can you play tennis? Oh yeah. Well, let's get you out there, buddy. You got a nice forehand or backhand? I'd say the f- the backhand's probably stronger. Yeah, I know. I've heard it from your wife. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Whoa. Okay. It's so that that's so uh, a generation of comedy. I would have loved to just see through. I would have loved to like be a fly on the wall for the, the back hit where someone would make a joke about. Well, hitting. just you know, just that whole just that that era of like. Imagine oh, being the wife. Well, imagine being love. in the live studio audience when they're like, "I'll punch you in the corner if you speak like that again," and everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." I hope they use that. <laughs> that was the take. <laughs> well, I should be at home cooking. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that shit was wow. so wild to me. I know. Well, dude, I remember when I was on... Um, They'll say that about us. They'll say that about us. With this generation of comedy? Yeah, of course. What do you mean? Every 50 years, you'll look back on whatever it was you made or ruined or started, and they'll go, that was fucking stupid. Wow. I mean, that's impossible not to. You yeah, do go, you think comedy will evolve so much where people will look at you and Bobby and be like, can you believe they thought this was funny? Oh, dude, I say that now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I say it now. Our com- comedy so does do not comments. age well. It is awful. Our comedy doesn't? Comedy does not age well, period. Comedy does not age well. Dude, Eddie Murphy's first album, his first track, you don't know what it is? No. We'll pull it up so you can see it. <laughs> the fart game, the barbecue, yeah. The first album is buckwheat. <laughs> I mean... So do you know what I mean? It's like doo-doo Christmas gifts. Yeah, doo-doo I Christmas mean, gifts. Wait, wait, wait. Now I'll, I'm going to give you all these Eddie Murphy delirious. Are these delirious or from uh, Raw? self titled Okay, self-titled. Andrew, I'm going to give you these choices, and for your next special, <laughs> you get to pick one. You, oh, ha- okay. you have to pick one. Yeah. Ready? <laughs> the first one 
Second, Buckwheat. Yeah. Number three, Black Movie Theaters. I like that one so far. Talking Cars. Nah. Doo-doo Christmas Gifts. Yeah. Myths, A Little Chinese. A Little Chinese, which is who I work with right now. Bo- <laughs> Whoa, that's actually real good. Boogie in Your Butt. No, because that's too much Like too much of my stuff is homoerotic yep. Yep. already. Drinking Fathers. Uh, that's, I mean, two on the nose. Two on the nose. Ephraim. Not too far from Ephron, your current right, co-star. Yeah, that's true. The Pope and Ronald Reagan. No, this is my favorite. Hit by a car. That's hit, more for Divine, hit, but change it to Cement Truck. That's right. Uh, enough is Enough. I got to tell you, Enough Enough is actually a great album name. It enough really is. is Enough. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do Enough is Enough. Do you want me to do that? I think I should for my next album. For my next album. What's your special call, Don't by the way? Don't count out the first one again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. You're right. Um, but this is my point, is comedy doesn't age well. Yeah. Comedy doesn't age. That's not, that would, at the time, no one cared. It was 1982 or three. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I was going to call this. I mean, it, it matters in a way, but what I'm saying is like, mm. of course comedy doesn't age well. Bobby and I's comedy, this podcast, like, comedy is for right now, which is why it's beautiful. Yeah. It's right now. I know. That, that, that Soder said this one time, Dan Soder, who is, to me, one of the funniest comics alive, one I'll of the put best my name, writers. I'll put my name on that. One of the best comics I've ever seen. And one of the sweetest guys and a great set of pipes. I'll go back to what I was saying. <laughs> no, the guy is just incredible. But he said to me one time, a fan said something to him that pissed him off about like, oh, I like you better on the podcast than your stand-up. And he goes, right. yeah, you know why, dude? Because you're getting it right from the tap. You're drinking it from the fucking hose like when you were a kid. Mm. A special, something we put online has been edited. It's been filtered. It's been put in a different glass. It's oh, been, yeah. Like, dude, yeah, you like the podcast sometimes more because you're fucking drinking it from the it's unfiltered right then and there. hose. Yeah. yeah, it tastes delicious, dude. You got it when you wanted it. I want it right now, which is the new generation of things. So that's why comedy doesn't age I well. want it right now is a good title. This is, I want it right now. How about I want it that way? And I it's you. Like, I feel like. Nope. No, no one's ever used that. You're fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. Well, you know when it's okay, coming yeah, out. yeah, I'm it's not It's going to be sure. coming out. I think it's, it's going to be May, right? When it comes out? What is? It's going to be. Oh, in sync. No, I think, uh, I think comedy doesn't age well. And that's part of this, part of the. Part of the beauty, I think, to me, of someone being like, can you believe they said that? It's like, yeah, dude, because things were different. Yeah. Everything is different. You have yeah. to take things uh, subjectively in a time capsule of when they were applied to the world. It's like, of course, John Wayne said fucking racist shit. Sean Connery. Well, if you want to hit a woman, you smack a woman. If, you're smack her. Her. if she yeah. says, if she uses the wrong adjective, right, right. You, you put a finger in her eye. Like, granted, if that guy, if you said that now, you'd probably go, "Hey, we should, we should maybe we should, change your perspective a sure. little bit, yeah. or let's educate you on another on another angle." But to go to look at people's pasts and say that they said something insane, <clears> that's why I think comedy can only be. It's for now, but because we now live in this, uh, I want it now accessibility, clickbait, no fact checking headlines um make news it's kind of doomed in a way not no, doomed but no. just well because there there will always be this um ability for people to go look at what uh, andrew and bobby said on the pod t- 20 years ago okay not saying that's gonna do anything no but okay but people, fine. yeah totally it's, it's, who cares to me it's who like the, exactly. to me entertainment is like the ocean entertainment is the ocean it's billy it, it's billy ocean yeah Yes. Great. Moving on. So I think that the, 
Yeah. Took, and, took my, and, wait, and real quick. I got a Billy Ocean story. It's like Billy Ocean. <laughs> I got a Billy Ocean Give story. Give it to me. I took my uh, dad to see Billy Ocean in Sacramento. My dad's a big Billy Ocean guy. Oof. Before he left, he said, I'm a big Billy Ocean guy. Interesting. And then he... Uh, and then he left. And then I, um, <laughs> I uh, no, he listens to Billy Ocean a lot in the car. You drive a Chevy Thunderbird, drinking Diet Pepsi. Yeah. You know, probably just, you know. Ford Thunderbird. There it is. Ford Thunderbird, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Beautiful car. Yeah. Billy's blasting. I mean, Caribbean Dreams, get out of my, no, Caribbean Queen, get out of my dreams, get into my car. Mystery Lady, a lot of great sweet tracks. Got me into Billy. Get older, I'm like, Dad, Billy's playing in Sacramento. I'm doing shows up there. You want to fly you out and go see me at this casino? He's like, fuck yeah. Is your mom coming? He didn't say that. And so I... Um, Re- reunite us. Reunite us over the thing that broke us apart. And so we... Uh, that's not what broke him apart. Um, no, it was him being a bad father, it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, which Billy sings about. Um, so we Are go, you a bad dad? <laughs> Are you a bad dad? Reunite. Yeah, he just looks at, Bring in your son to the show. Hopefully it puts a Band-Aid on the wound. So we're staying there in the arena. Missed another birthday. (laughs) You missed another birthday. (laughs) That's that's my childhood. (laughs) That's literally my childhood. You said you'd show up and you never did. You bought baseball cards again. (laughs) You thought baseball cards would. (laughs) How many how many times did you hear this? No, I have your gift. I'm gonna give you your gift next time I see you. The amount of times I heard that shit. Wow. I got your gift. No, no. When I see you, I I got you a gift. I'm seeing you. I think I'm seeing you. I'm, I'm seeing you. Seeing you. See you soon. When I see you next week, I'll give you. You got it then. Okay, okay. And I believe that every time. Well, is it a Ghostbusters gift? <laughs> you know, fucking, yeah, no, yeah, it's Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. I know. And then I had to steal toys from my friend Colin Eisler. Colin Eisler, shout out. He had great toys. His mom was driving me back home. I was playing at his place. I took. I think he had a proton. He had a Ghostbusters proton pack. He had a proton pack. Yep. I took the proton pack and I think big uh, money. Uh, a Ninja Turtle. I think it was the uh, the um, the van and maybe a couple figurines, maybe a Super Shredder or a fucking Bebop Rocksteady. Put them under Fat Adam. Put under under his shirt, under his No Fear T-shirt. Bases loaded. Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Full count. No fear. Fat kid. Friend's house, better toys, steal the toys, no fear. I have the toys under the shirt. I put them under like this. I'm committing. It's my first acting job. This shit should have been on my reel. I walk outside to drive me back to my home in Lake Forest Park, Washington, single mom household, coming back to less toys but more junk food. And I walk out, and Colin's like, are you all right? I'm like, oh, I just don't feel well, man. I think it was the cheeseburger your mom made. He's like, we had grilled cheese. I was like, either way, it tastes like shit. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. And then his mom's like, all right, get it. She's like, are you okay? I'm holding my shirt over. Six toys. Idiot. Idiot. Also, what? Colin's your boy, dude. So You're jacking Colin, I know. From your home. Colin, I fucked it up, man. And his dad was a um, uh, a, cop. a, a rector, <laughs> no, a, <laughs> a rectal a butthole doctor, and his son's name is Colin, which I always thought was great. Didn't Funny. put that together till like a week ago. Yeah. Toys under the shirt. Walk out. His mom goes, "You all right?" She just started to tell. She was like, "This fatty's smoking more than just beef jerky sliders." Yeah. And so she just takes my hands and goes. And moves him up, and she goes, "Give me your hands for a second. And on, and the shirt goes up, and I'll never forget the sound of six toys plus a proton pack hitting the ground. Ba 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 bum. And I just go, and she looks down, and she goes, "Oh my god!" And Colin goes, "You're taking my proton pack?" And I go, "Uh." And commit, Are you pretending to still be sick? Commit, committed to the stomach ache. Yeah. You fucking loser. Of course, got back, felt real bad. Wow. Felt real bad. Felt real bad. I didn't Were get you away guys with still it. Still chill. 
Oh, yeah, we were fine. We joked about it in high school, too. I mean, it was a very But funny... right after Colin was cool with no, this? No, that, that definitely put a... I had a moment I wanted to steal a Game Boy from this kid that we hung out with. That's his name, easier. His name was Philip. Um, this was my first, one of my first apartment buddies, you know, when we were living in high-rises. You know, you get dropped off at a different apartment, and uh, theirs was so fucking nice. I remember his mom was so hot. It's funny, because I thought... His mom was so hot? His mom was so old in my mind. I was like, she's so old, but she's so hot. Whoa. And then now, you're at the age where you're like, she was probably 27. <laughs> 20, no, maybe younger than that. Wow, we were, that's yeah. a young mom. Well, yeah, she was probably, what? I was, we, we were probably seven. I don't know. So, yeah, she was probably 28, 29, right around then or okay. something like that. Uh, and I remember going to his crib, and he had a fucking dope custom Game Boy. Um, Jewish, by the way, is where I learned what a dreidel was for the first time. Great. Um, and his, they had wallpaper in their apartment. Jewish. I thought that, I thought that was crazy. Jewish. Well, because we didn't even paint our walls. Mm. My, we grew, our apartment was white. We had pictures up, but we didn't, like, paint the apartment. Perfect. <laughs> As it should be. The only color, excuse me. The only color of wallpaper, okay? The best color. The best color. <laughs> no, but it was because we didn't, I, we moved apartments enough that I feel you like did. we never really were going to make it. That's which is why. what I do now, which is kind of creepy. It's like when I had a desk job, no I way. never like did anything. You know, I never like, or a dressing room, right? When I get a green room or something that's mine, I don't fucking decorate. Or unpack. You don't even know I'm there. Wow. Because I'm going to be gone soon. Wow. So I never really do that. Yeah, in hotels, I don't unpack. I leave it all in the suitcase and then I fucking get out of there. Oh, me too. I make it I don't feel like, like I wasn't there. The no, nah, I wasn't really there. I'm like gone. So. That was a weird thing that they had wallpaper. I remember being like, wow, this is their apartment. Like, it's theirs. Yeah. It's not a rental. It yeah. was, but, it, you know. But I, he had a Game Boy, and we played all night, and he was extremely generous, which is probably the only reason I didn't fucking steal it because it wasn't like, when is it my turn? That never came up. You know the when is it my turn fucking argument? Yeah. It never came up. He continually just let me play, and then I'd give it back to him. So generous. It was so generous that... As I was in the bathroom holding my little penis, <laughs> peeing, I thought, I can't steal that from, from Philip. And I felt bad because I really wanted to take it because I didn't have one. And I, wa- and I thought Philip had money. They were rich. I could have taken it from he him. He was probably trying to set you up. To see if I would steal. Yeah, he was like, play. How fun is that? Yeah. Go into the bathroom. Maybe you should walk tiny, out in the hallway with your little tiny penis. And well, he didn't the ba- say that about my tiny penis. Well, he thought it. If he was a Jew, he thought about size. Do you have a vivid memory of you holding your little tiny penis as a kid and sure. how small? It's so funny. It's funny. It's, it's very so funny. funny. I have a more vivid memory of Spencer Walsh at the urinal in uh, fourth <laughs> and fifth grade pulling his pants all the way down. Yeah, to the ankles? To the ankles. We had a couple of kids like that. And I remember the first time I saw a teacher see it. Oh, man, what a funny moment. We would always go, uh, like, just what are you doing? Even in fourth and fifth grade, you knew you get the sweatpants down a little bit, get enough room there so you're not yeah. going to pee on yourself, and yeah. you take out your little wiener, and you fucking pee. Mr. Hayes was a fifth grade teacher. He later in the year got in trouble for locking a kid in a portable. Sounds right. Um, the guy Port-a-po- wore, like, porta potty portable. Portable what? Uh, remember portables were like... Um, portable's just a word for mobile. Yeah, so it was like a mobile classroom they would have. Oh, yeah. right. He locked okay. a kid in the portable. Right, 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 right. And he also wore like tinted sunglasses that were like glasses. He smoked weed. Yeah, and he, I think he had slick back gray hair. He was Dr. Claw from yeah, Inspector man, Gadget. Yeah, he smoked weed. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember... He locked a kid in school and wore tinted sunglasses with slick back hair. And he I'll was never, a bully grown I, up. I, I never heard a teacher curse before. And he walks into the restroom, which... And he, he said has, the first track off of Eddie Murphy's first album. <laughs> oh, close. <laughs> he, by the way, they had a faculty bathroom. He shouldn't have been using the tiny urinals. 
to begin with. But yeah, he walks in. Spencer's pants are all the way ajar. And Mr. Hayes walks in. I'm washing my hands, and I just hear him go, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> That's a right response, though. Oh, yeah, dude. You don't want to see a little boy's butt. No. It's actually healthier that he goes, no. Then he goes, oh, hey, leave those down, you know, or made a comment. You know what I mean? Well, I guess this is where the real party starts, huh? <laughs> yeah. Anything, yeah, for sure. Oil check. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you, <laughs> you remember you remember oil, oil checks, check. Well, we dude. had um, oil check or there was um, people would do credit cards, credit cards. Yeah, when it, but but credit the, those credit have cards. gotten during me too. I think I read articles where people were like, people were credit carding people. Well, just bringing up like from the past. How well, was, yeah, you can't do that as a grown up. We would do it to each other when we were little kids. I mean, depends on if you're in the village in St. Petersburg or not. That's right. Credit card all day. Do you take Visa or American Express? Can you imagine taking your hand, though? That was always so weird to me. Credit card, just put your hand straight up through someone's butt. I mean, yeah. And then a weird go, move. Uh, declined. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 the oh good old days of youthful, uh, of youthful parties will... Uh, Oh man, that always stay ingrained in my brain as some of the most fun weirdo nonsense. I like, wish we were fun friends in high school. Me fucking too. Even college, but man, no, we... no, no. College is a blur. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And high, high school had some real relationships. One thousand percent. And the laughs that I had in high school, I think, at a high school party, whether it was four people in a basement, <laughs> um, or or at a bigger, you know, somebody had a big ass house party, yeah. backyard, you and where wherever. But, like, some of those true giggle fests, and I feel uh, like you and I would have been a fucking tandem to be reckoned with. Yeah. Where it would have been, people would have wanted to be wherever we were to just hear us bullshit. Because I feel like we're, oh, we would have had some, we're well, extensions we of what we were then, sure. now, We right? would have been way, way, we would have gotten in deep shit. For sure, we would have been, yeah, probably. Because I instigated, and you would was, go along with it. We would have found the kid that was down to, like, drink this or eat that, 100%. and we would have been, like. There was a guy who brought a, who brought a taser to this party we were at. <laughs> oh, wait, one of those little things that you would press and it shocked you? Yeah, a taser. Oh, fucking, I got suspended for yeah. doing that to a kid. This guy brought a taser and he was fake tasing people. And he tased this other kid and he was like, my tooth fell out. Like, and, I, and I was like, no, it didn't, dude. But he had like a loose tooth. I was like, oh, you tased his tooth out of his head. And in my mind, I was like, you could tase teeth out of people. So I'm thinking, dude, let's see who else's teeth we can make fall out. And he kept trying to tase people. I was like, this is so bad. And he's listening to me because we're laughing. Yeah. But he thinks we're laughing with him. I'm laughing that people's teeth might fall out. Yes. By the way, don't tase people until their no. teeth fall out. Yeah, please. No, but I, those moments, you and I would have been bad boys together. We would have instigated nonsense yeah. to continue on and get worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Until, you know, you go to jail, I bail you out. Yeah. You know. I know, maybe a prison uh, sentence would have been uh, in the cards. I don't know. You never went to jail, did you? <laughs> yeah, I've been to jail. <laughs> oh, really? And college, I went to jail. Wow. I went for pissing in public, for fighting in public. I went to jail like twice or something. Cool. Uh, but I, I don't even know if that's real. I was arrested. I was, like... You know, I've been arrested for weed at the airport. I went to the jail, but they didn't take me to the jail. But I didn't have to stay. Mm. I got, I didn't get like booked or anything. Well, right. no, I guess you do. You I had to go to, to had to go to alcohol classes or what is it called? Like, um, whatever. They made me go to the same place that people go. They got DUIs. Wow. I had to go to all those fucking things. I did community service, which I did at a church in Arizona, and I'll never forget the old guy that worked there. At one point, realized he was like, "You're uh." you're writing r the wrong time on your slips. Because I would say I showed up and I did 10 hours. I was there for like an hour outside picking weeds, you know? And I, he was like, you're writing longer than you were here. And I'm like, fuck, this is a church, you know? And I felt bad. Yeah. And I said, I'll, I'll, ma I'll make up the time to you. I'll help in another way. He goes, 
No, no, no. I, I don't care. But on some of them, keep the lies consistent. I was like, oh. He's like, yeah, you didn't come an hour one day and ten the next. That's just do four here, six there. <laughs> like he told me how to lie about wow. it. I was really grateful because he knew. It was like, nobody wants to fucking do community service. Fuck no. And I, and I didn't even do anything. I think, I, was, I think that time I was pissing in public. I got arrested for peeing behind my buddy's bar that he was a manager. I don't know how I feel about that one. Peeing in public? There's bigger things to... Well, but also... You Unless know, you're taking it out being like, anyone want to smell it? Well, it's also... Le- well, I, that's what I said. Oh, I think I said oh. sniff it. But I, is sniff and smell the same? No. Is scratching... No, no. You're fine. Anybody want to scratch and sniff it? <laughs> you know you're allowed to piss in public... Yeah, that okay. is completely legal to Where? urinate in public, anywhere in public space, as long as not because if it's, as long as no one sees it. Well, no, it's also if you're under duress, right? Like if you need to, if you need to get rid of urine. Yes, you, it's not illegal to piss outside. Yeah. that's insane. Pay for my bladder infection, by the way. If you right. don't, well, I need to piss. If yeah. I have to piss, I have to piss. If you're being like, you know, if if it's by children or a school, or this was behind a bar, of all places. Yeah, Let you didn't walk into the McDonald's pee. pay play place. Well, I did. Go, I pissed in the ball pit. Five dollars to, to guess how many. <laughs> to guess, I don't know. To some sort of weird, you know, penis. Okay, game. when I was in high school, we would get drunk and piss down slides at public parks. That was funny to me. Oh, that was funny. To that, me. but you're a kid. It was at night. No one was there. It was for the morning. <clears throat> the payoff was tomorrow. Yeah, I got uh, almost arrested in San Diego. I was doing the stats in San Diego. Oh yeah. And uh, I get off stage. Mal Hall. I, Mal Hall. Um, God, who else? Josh Mullins ran that for a bit. Oh, yeah, um, dude. Uh, and Tyler Spindell had come down with me, and um, of uh, of Netflix d- directorial. What's his movie with Demond just came out? Um, the Outlaws. The Outlaws. Uh, Tyler, uh, great director, and he That's came right, down yeah. to do a spot and hang. And I walk out of Lestats to say goodbye to people, and all of a sudden these cops are eyeing me, and then all of a sudden one of them just grabs me and flips me around and puts me in cuffs. Goes, you have the right to remain silent. I literally have walked off stage. I'm outside of Lestats on the street there next to the coffee the shop. Set was that bad? You know my dad left, right? Comedy. And so you do have a great Norman. Didn't you Comedy. guys do a facial uh, yeah, thing? We did. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did a swap. Um, so you got arrested outside of the stats. So, and, uh, and he puts me in uh, cuffs. And I, first I'm in cuffs and I go, what the fuck? And I go, dude, I just got off stage. He goes, tell it to the judge. I go, am I on a hidden camera show? Who says tell it to the judge? People start walking out. They're like, what's going on? I'm like, what the fuck? The guy goes, hey, man. He goes, there's a guy walking around spooking people and peeping toms and looking at people's houses and flashing Uh-oh. his dick and windows are all around this area and he looks just like you i go looks just like me and one of them the guy goes yeah and wearing exactly what you're wearing a green uh, uh t-shirt and a white backwards hat i go fellas do you really think if i was walking around poking my head into fucking houses in this area i'd come back the next night and do a show a block away and one of them goes you calling a stupid i go i mean kind of put the pieces together they got real uh, upset, shoved me down on the curb. Uh, I thought they were going to pull a full, whole, you know, bite the curb American History X style. Sick. Sat me down. They were just true American, like, fucking, you think you fucking, you think you're above the law? San Diego, dog. Yeah. San Diego bro cops came out. Everyone's walking out. They're like, what the fuck? I'm like, guys, can you tell them I literally just got off stage? And everyone was cool. And one guy, I go, bro, he goes, what's happening? I go, dude, tell these cops I just got off stage. They're trying to think I, like, was walking around peeping Tom houses. And he was like, well, that's all you talked about on stage. Oh, God. And I, and one of the cops goes, what's that? And he goes, I'm sorry, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, you piece of they shit. They finally let you go, obviously. After, I'd say about 45 minutes. Damn, one of them comes dude. over and goes, all right, we ran your stuff. Well, apparently it's not you. 
And we ran your and stuff. And I, uh, I got out of the cuffs and I was so fired up, but they were looking for me. They kept flexing on me. One of the guys like chest bumped me a little bit. They wanted me to push back. Yeah, Cause so one of them kept being you. like, I'll take you down to the state. Yeah, shoot me, take me to the station. Man, I wish I fucking did it, dude. I look back, I wish I fucking fought those guys. That's a bad idea, bud. Don't fight cops. Hey man, we all need that little, that little boost. If Jamba can't give it to you, <laughs> <You're fucking> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got real one more real quick story. Can I tell you? Yeah. You, when you were talking about Dan Soder, the first time I met Dan Soder, we were co-headlining in Helium at Portland. Yeah. And uh, and we go back to the room, and he goes, "What do you want to do uh, first night?" What, he was like, "I got some weed." I was like, "I got some screeners." We start going through. He's like, 12 years a slave." I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I go, "No." He's like, "I heard it's amazing." I go, "Yeah, let's put it on." So I'm sitting in the uh, chair in the back of the hotel uh, room. He's sitting on the edge of the bed. We're high as balls watching this. There's a scene in that movie that's very graphic. Yeah. And during it, we're just dead silent, quiet. And then all of a sudden, Dan just hits pause and turns back and looks at me and goes, just so we're on the same page, this is bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we both just start laughing. And he goes, just making sure you weren't going to, at the end of it, go, man, they really Hollywooded that up, huh? Uh, that's good. And it was like, and so we always both tell that uh, story. He's a br- when, brilliant dude. Yeah. So, so funny. funny. There's guys like that that um, I don't want to say fly under the radar because he gets his due cred. No, no, no. He's he's credible. He, yeah, but there's also um, you want him to be bigger, is what you're saying. You want more. Yeah, people to know I want about more. Him. Yeah, there's certain people that you're just like, but also, I, I don't know. I, but I also I feel like it's all relative. Like he, I don't know. Do you is anyone ever fully just like cool, man? I like where I'm at. I bet Chappelle is there. Maybe. But maybe he's like, maybe I should do a show again. Maybe I need I even know. more. I think he's good. I think, I think he's not. I think he needs more. Five arenas. You're like in one city. Five arenas. What do we say? He's in Chicago. He sold out three Chicago, yeah. three United Centers. Wow. Yeah, dude. It's three home games. It's like what the fuck? That's insane. Would you want to do the an Bulls arena? The Bulls don't sell out three home games in a row. Sorry. Shout out to my fam. No. Uh, do what I want to do arenas? Yeah. I did them with Rogan. Um, do you mean do I want to personally yeah, play? Yeah, no, I have yeah. no, no, I have Capital zero. Theaters. I have zero, <clears throat> zero want to do. Why? Arenas. Disconnect? It's, yeah, I mean, the money is, I'm, is, I'm sure, amazing when yep. you get to sell out an arena, but um, I don't imagine that that's, uh, I, it was fun to do with Joe, but it was just n- not what my favorite part of comedy is, if that's the best way to say yep. it. It's not my favorite version. Of, yep. I just did him with, what I just did him with Bert. I just did him with Bert, but that was cool. It was like a festival. It was all of us. It was like, mm. that was cool. Yes. But me headlining them by myself, nah, that's daunting in a way where it's like, I don't know. I'd rather just play something a little bit more intimate mm. and just do more shows. The Bad Friends Tour, I, uh, I'm hoping I can get out to a show to see one live. Um, come on, you jump on stage and do some time and come oh, have man. some fun. Even just popping in with uh, Bob. We had Mateo come do it when we were oh, in yeah. Indianapolis together. <laughs> that was fucking amazing, dude. We've had some great. We had, uh, um, Hellum. huh? Hellum. Dave Hellum Dave came oh, out when we were in Atlanta. Uh, I'm, gonna f- th- I'm gonna find one. When I even just popped in on Tiger Bellies in um, Seattle with, with Bobo. Boo. Yep. We don't mention that. Let trash. me finish. Let me finish. Garbage. I couldn't believe that I was there. Yeah, me too. Um, no, look at the schedule and come out and come to a show. We'd love to have you on. And but even and a little us. bit of back and forth with Bobo, I was like, oh, man, if Andy was here too. Oh, like, it'd be a different uh, world. Yeah, dude. No, come come to one of them because it'll – I mean, we've only got a few left, and uh, they've been life-changing for me. What's the craziest um, – I mean, and this is a tough thing to answer. Well, well we've had Belco coming up. Well, wow. we've had three, uh, three proposals. Wow. People proposed to their wife on stage. Oh, we had that three Chicago times. Theater again. 
Yeah, oh, the Orpheum. Again. Yeah, we're playing the Orpheum in Madison. That's right next to uh, Comedy on State. And the yeah. State Theater in Minneapolis. Shout also out to killer. Minneapolis. Um, three proposals. Uh, kicked out a doctor. Uh, a guy. It was well, you Philly. kicked out a doctor. Why? Had to, dude. Kept standing up, taking off his shirt, yelling. He was screaming. He was like trying to fight people. He was, dude. He was jacked. So at, at Atlanta early. The show. Uh, the zaniness of the bad friend show. No, has... no. Most are really good, dude. This is forty shows for sure. But I'm saying that like, just with with the the um, the likable chaos that sometimes is yeah, created. Yeah, it's fun. With you guys. Sometimes it goes. Sometimes over the people. Top. Sometimes people take that as a indication of like. I'll match that, or yeah. I'll give them something to play with. Yeah, some some um, uh, Baltimore or Philly. We had to pause the show because some guy threw up, and then another guy threw up, and it was like Jesus Christ! Like he cleared out like three aisles. I'm not kidding. This guy puked so he must have projectile. He must have like exorcist like ah because they had to clear. When I looked outside the curtain, they were like, "That's all because he threw up in a thing." Oh god! But we had to only do that a few times. Not Great. Philly. That was Baltimore, I think. Right? Baltimore, yeah. But Baltimore, yeah, we had to do that before. But not a lot of crazy stuff. I traded shirts with this beautiful young lady. Cool. Who was well endowed, and so it was a skinny little Everybody. shirt, but I had boobies. Wow. Um, Everybody got a little. Uh, we had some really, but we had some fun times. Um, and it's fun. We got a couple dates left. You have a couple dates left. Yep, got a bunch of dates. Go to Adam Ray Comedy. Dot com. Yeah, still. Still, it's never changed has, since has the beginning. Please watch Adam's special. Uh, it is out on his channel right now. Yes. You can go see it. Yes. And it's called Enough is Enough. It's called Enough is Enough, uh, colon. What is it called? It's called Adam Ray Live from Portland. Adam Ray Live from Portland. Go watch that. Watch that. Watch the uh, watch Dr. The- Phil Bill Burr interview. And I uh, have a documentary uh, uh, coming out, um, hopefully on Amazon, um, that uh, is called Doug. And it's basically um, based off of a, a buddy of mine's brother uh, who I've got to know who, uh, when he was 21, was a lifeguard. He was jumping into a pool to save a kid who was faking drowning, uh, got paralyzed um, from the waist down, and his brother quit being an accountant to help him not only save his life in the hospital but build up his strength and his zest for life. Ended up entering all these uh, um, uh, wheelchair Olympics, winning the most gold medals of all time, cover of a Weedy Box, traveling the world with Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, Joe Montana, giving speeches. Um, and the story is just crazy, and um, and it, and that's just what I'll give you from there. And so we. Uh, that sounds shut- boring. Well, at the end, he um, <laughs> he digs imagine? up. No, Hearing he digs up. At the end, like... he, let me finish. At the end, he digs up Carl von Kosel. And, uh, is and he sleep in bed him, with that guy? And fucks him in the uh, <laughs> fucks him right in the ear, which is uh, which is something that people don't do uh, as much anymore because comedy's changing. So, well, it's time for now. It's the time is for the time now. Time is for now, Adam. I love you. I love you so much. Please watch Doug when it comes out as well. Watch his special. Go go see this guy live. Uh, we end the show the same way with one word or one phrase. You look into that camera right there. You give me one word or one phrase to end this episode. That's going to be bedded in history forever. Whenever you're ready, go ahead. You know what? Today was a good day. Tomorrow is going to be better. Let me do that again. Well, we're doing the podcast today. You know what? Yeah. You were pretty good. Hi, I'm Adam Ray. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> wait, 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 no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hey, don't be so. Hey, hey. Wait, no, I actually thought about this. I did think about this. Okay, now I remembered it. You never know what somebody else is going through. So try to give some benefit of the doubt. But if you're on an airplane and someone's being a shithead to the flight attendant, you have full jurisdiction to pour some coffee on their shoes. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey.